I don't like something to finish on the front or finish on the back. When I'm doing it, I want the whole thing. Like I want it from front to back. Right. Even give you that little hug at the end sometimes. Yeah. yeah um, Brett, Brett really likes it to finish in the entire mouth. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. On this episode, Brett, Tyler, and Dude sit down with Jason Bronner from Buzzard's Roost Sippin' Whiskies to discuss their history, their whiskies, their process, and some of their upcoming projects. Jason was a really fun and informative guest to have on, so give a listen. But before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Go to www.unicornnationapparel.com to check out their amazing shirts or reach out to them for custom print jobs with no minimum orders necessary. Also, check out the link in our bio for some awesome Bourbon Hunters exclusive bourbon shirts. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I am Dude Pool. I'm joined today with Brett Bryan and Tyler Schaefer. And then today we have a guest. Uh, this is uh, Jason Bronner from Buzzard's Roost Sipping Whiskies. Go ahead and uh, say hello. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, let's let's take a little uh, step back here. You're the uh, founder and master blender, right? And uh, so before we get into, you know, what all is in, uh, included with that type of, uh, you know, the blending and the, uh, and, you know, founding the company, uh, tell us a little bit about your history and, and how you got to the point where you decided to uh, start up, you know, Buzzard's Roost. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, some people know, some people don't. Um, back in 2000, what was it, 2005, uh, I started a place here in Louisville, Kentucky called Bourbon's Bistro. Um, it was uh, what we, I had been in the restaurant business pretty much my whole life. Started my first restaurant when I was 21. Uh, got out of that and, you know, just a huge fan of bourbon. I mean, uh, I grew up down the street from National Distillery here in Louisville, which was uh, kind of more in the city. I, I, I grew up uh, in the Clifton neighborhood and, uh, my great aunt grew up next door to me and she worked at national distillery her whole life. So, which is really cool. She's passed away now. She was, you know, 95 and passed away. Um, but so, you know, growing up in the seventies, uh, a lot of people used to walk to work in my neighborhood and I'd be like, you know, dad, where are they going? And they were all going to national distillery. Like I said, a couple of my great aunts and uncles worked there. Um, and retired there. And, and so I've got a lot of cool stuff uh, from their stint there. I've got a, um, a Tiffany watch that they gave my great uncle for 25 years of service at National Distillery. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, that that's real cool. You know? yeah. so, so growing up kind of around it, you know, we weren't in Bardstown. I'm here in Louisville, you know. Um, it, it, it's really weird with that that plant being down the street from my house. And um but anyhow, so I get it. I get the bourbon thing kind of uh, naturally that that growing up being around my great aunts and uncles, you know, Christmas time and whatever, they'd be playing cards and didn't want to get up from the table. So they'd say, you know, 
whatever kid was close, I'd say, go make me a highball. It's like, what's that? <laughs> you, you, you put about three fingers, you know, you put about three fingers, you fill it full of ice, put about three fingers of old crow in it and put some <laughs> Canada dry ginger ale on it, you know? <laughs> so I was bartending at the ripe young age of about, <laughs> I don't know, nine or 10. Uh, but really cool, cool history. Um, so being in the restaurant business, I wanted to start a, a I had a pizza place before, wanted to start a uh, more of a, not really fine dining. I call it uh, a four-star food and the three-and-a-half-star joint. Ah, you know, <laughs> my like, favorite type of right. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And if you look at the size of me, I, I don't miss many meals. But we, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I love good food. I've, I've, I've always been a cook, you know. I guess that's from being a latchkey kid or something, you know. I was like, if I got to cook myself something, it's going to be good, you know. So yeah. I think that kind of got me into the restaurant business. and um, uh, But always been a big fan of bourbon, you know, kind of drank it in college when I shouldn't have been doing it. And, uh, you know, everybody starts with Makers and Coke or whatever. But like I said, I grew up around it and uh, started getting into the history of it when I especially started my new restaurant. I was going to call it Bourbon's uh, Steakhouse and uh, didn't really want to be backed into a corner. You're either a good steakhouse or you're not. So, um what we did is is I did a, a bunch of research and, and I took a class from Mike Beach. Some of the listeners might know Mike Beach. Uh, he's written a couple books, but uh, I took an adult education class from him over at Bellarmine College. And uh, we've been friends ever since. But it was like a seven seven week class. Really got into the history of bourbon and so decided to call it uh, Bourbon's Bistro, where the French have an influence and... and um, I call our, our, our food kind of Southern, Southern influenced, you know, between here and New Orleans, not really so far past New Orleans, but, uh, uh, you know, shrimp and grits and steaks and chops and all that. So sounds like my kind uh, of place. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 So really just was into the food thing and we wanted to have a, a killer bar. You know, like I said, I grew up with the history of bourbon and, uh, it was in my family. So, when we opened and this was in 2005, you know, I, I always ask people what they were doing in 2005. Like, uh, I was thinking about bourbon and starting a bourbon cool or a restaurant or a bar. Um, but we, we, uh, and it's almost become a pissing contest now of who has more bourbons and this, that, and the other thing. But it's like when we opened and the name was bourbons, I just wanted to have, I wanted to have every bourbon that was available to me because, you know, if you got somebody that came in that worked at uh, Beam or somewhere and said, oh, my uncle was J.W. Dant or something, you know, and we didn't have it. What kind of, you know, what kind of bourbon bar would I be? Right. So we started out trying to get every bourbon we could get our hands on. And now we're a little bit more selective. You know, we've got 130, 140 wow. some odd bourbons at Bourbons Bistro. Um, anyhow, making a long story. <laughs> Making a long story longer, I know you didn't ask me about that. Um, no, no, I like hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> I might make a trip there. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just a little history about me that 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 got me where I am today. Um, we were doing bourbon dinners at the restaurant, so I got to meet all the master distillers. I'd sit down and have dinner with them. I got to hear all their stories. We'd do a different one a month, uh, so we we did probably oh, about seventy five bourbon dinners before we actually stopped doing them uh, so you know got to meet the uh, jimmy russell eddie russell you, you, you name it they've they've been to the restaurant and done a dinner there wow uh, 
Bill Samuels, what have you, you know, all of them, Freddie No. Um, but anyhow, so so then I start picking single barrels. We we did a single barrel program at the restaurant. Uh, got to go to the distilleries. I've picked over probably a hundred single barrels. You know, wow. I've been on a, some somewhat of a hundred different single barrel picks, <laughs> and, and and kind of developed a, a palette in the uh, in the industry. I mean, I've, I've got kind of somewhat of a recognized palette in the industry, uh, and then just, just decided, you know, man. Somebody approached me and said, let's, let's start a distillery. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Not going to say no. You know, if you've got the money, we'll do it. Um, what happened is we, we, we shopped around and try to get investors for a distillery. Uh, Cause you know, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn and, and wanted to make my, my own juice and do all this. Uh, but I figured out pretty quickly that somebody wasn't going to give me $30 million. So, <laughs> they, won't, uh, they won't do that. <laughs> and so a lot of the investors we talked to said you know you need to prove yourself start a brand um so we decided to start a brand and i got with independent stave company um i i, I to to be totally forthcoming i hate rye <laughs> i was I uh, never, kind of in that boat i'm starting to open up to it actually so it's it, yeah you know I never did like rise. I never did like sitting around sipping on a rise, but you know, being me and being at bourbon's bistro, I've tasted all kinds of whiskeys. You know, I do rise and I've done scotches and, and Irish whiskeys, Canadian whiskeys, you name it. Just to build my palate and kind of, you know, just educate myself. Um, so I never was a big rye fan, uh, but we stumbled across a guy at independent stave company who was uh, doing some proprietary charring and different things on these barrels. And uh, so we decided we're going to try this out, but we, you know, at the time I kind of got into uh, the the whiskey label a little bit late. I think Um, I should have did. Did this tenure and it's expensive. And a lot of it's not really that good, to be honest with you. Um, so me being a kind of a discerning palate, I, I was like, I really don't want to do bourbon because I don't want to hit the market with a my first label, my first brand to be a $150 bottle of, of bourbon because you'd have to do that to make money. And I, I don't want to do that. So with this barrel program that we're doing, you know, our, our proprietary barrels down at Independent Stave, uh, we decided to work with some young rise. And it's called Buzzer Drew Sipping Whiskeys because that's what I was set out to do. I set out to make rise that you could sip. And so basically, oh, in a nutshell, it's a bourbon drinker's rye is what I hope that we've achieved. So, whew, sorry. That's a, no, that's, no, that's a, awesome. That's, that's an informative story. Yeah. So, what I saw on your on your site, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys do a light char, right? So it's more of like a toasted type of uh, scenario with your with your barrels. Is that correct? With with all of our stuff, right? Which is cool because and there's reasons for that, and and we do a really heavy toast. Heavy toast. So what what happens is, and you know, just for for you know, you, you guys probably know a lot of this, but. When we do a heavy toast, that brings all these sugars to the surface. Right. Like I always tell people, if you've ever seen a tree 
with the branch cut off, all the sugars rush to that wound and basically heal that wound. And then there's a knot around yeah. Yeah. where you've cut it off. Over the years, it grows a knot so that that heals the wound. It's the same when you heat wood. All the sugars rush to the surface. And so uh, the only thing that we're transparent about everything we do, the only thing that we're kind of proprietary about is how we do this. There's there's different types of heat that we use. Uh, there's different types of timing that we use. Uh, but through chemical analysis and this wood development program, we can actually see the extractives that are coming out of the wood through all the research that we've done. Yeah. So, for example, um, there's a ton of lignin in oak. So at certain temperatures, lignin breaks down into vanillin. Vanillin is a huge component in vanilla. So what you can do is through these graphs and charts is you can see where the lignin all of a sudden it's a certain point, And I can't tell you what point that is, <laughs> that it breaks down. And it, all of a sudden the vanilla, the vanillin shoots through the roof. Interesting. And so we can chemically extract that and put it on a spider graph and we know what what components are coming from the wood at that certain time at that certain temperature so basically we've created a vanilla barrel that's cool. uh, that is very and, cool. and, and, and that's there, there's all kinds of we we've got about i think we've got 10 proprietary barrels that independent state made just for buzzards roost wow it's familiar. I, I guess it's kind of familiar. It's the same uh, deal as the 46 program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are familiar yeah. uh, with the Maker Makers 46 yeah. program to where they just use staves. Well, we use a whole barrel. Sure. And it's expensive. It's expensive to do it that way. Uh, but we feel that the expense is well worth uh, what we're trying to do. All right. I, I love that kind of information. So we've yeah, got same. three different samples here. Two of them are uh, single barrels, uh, straight rye whiskey. The other one's a toasted barrel. Which one would you imagine? I would imagine you'd think we'd probably finish with the toasted barrel. It's probably more a little desserty, I think, right? Yeah, I would I would finish with the toasted barrel just because it's really unique. Okay. Um, I love toasted and barrels. And then I would start with the lower proof. Do you have the proofs on those? They're all 105, so even the toasted. So every one of them, it says. The single barrels are 105 as well? Yeah, that's what it says. Single barrel, uh, okay, yeah, 105 okay. proof, sing, uh, straight rye whiskey. I, I was confused because we do have a barrel strength out there. I saw that, yeah. yeah, there, yeah. There's a couple of different barrel strengths. Um, so either one, those, those, um, you know, those single barrels, I would actually try them side by side. Okay. So, so I'd pour, if you've got enough glassware, I'd, I'd go ahead and yeah, try it side yeah, by side. Do. So let's do A and B, uh, Tyler. Yeah. Yep. And they're, they're going to be a little bit different, but they have these characteristics that we're looking for. Like I said, I, I call it a bourbon drinker's rye. And I'm like, dude, I'm starting to get more into rye. I, I wasn't for the longest time, um, and I'm really excited to, to try this toasted barrel rye because I had one the other day. And I was like, oh my God, this doesn't taste like, it doesn't have that like sp that spice or that pepper that I'm used to having in a rye. So very, very happy. I don't know which one was your used one. Oh, What's no, that, cool is that the only one. thing is on there is the proof. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the, the, well, well, the I'll numbers. Them and we'll talk we'll about, about it here. Yeah. Well, you guys want to nosies first? Oh, absolutely. Do you want to nose each of them? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can do it nose, yeah, nose, taste, taste, or we can do nose, taste, then nose, taste. It's up to you. I'm starting with A, Tyler. Yeah. What do you have? A. A, okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's nose each side by side. Okay. okay. Sounds good to me. And these will definitely open up when the air gets to them. I mean, yeah. Well, I've I, had mine sitting I, for Yeah, and I opened them earlier, so they got some minutes. air to them when I poured out yeah. this. So, um. I mean, my years in the in the bourbon business is is really got me to this point, and and um, I'm just real happy, cool to be at this point. Do you know how old these these two rise are? Uh, it says and rise at least and, and three rise. Years, it says a little faster. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to tell you until you taste they, them. They age a little. Uh, the rise age a little faster. Is that right? I oh, know that's the toasted that says at least three. Years I think faster. so. I mean. I mean, they, I think rise can get a little tough when they get older. They they they're, they're kind of remind me of a kind of an old, angry old man when they get old. <laughs> you know, uh, they just don't. I don't think they age as gracefully as as a bourbon would. I don't know if it's because you said the vanilla earlier, but I feel like I'm getting vanilla. But I might just have that on my mind. I don't know. Well, yeah, I shouldn't have really sweetness. Said, yeah, said no, no, much. I hate to. We need all the help we can get. He's got a big schnoz, so he's he's probably going to pick it up regardless. But but uh, I need all the help I can get. So I'm definitely yeah. getting the sweetness for sure. Do, we don't. I don't know that we've truly one reviewed a bunch of rice, or you know, just have a palate for them in general. Those mictors were we probably some mictors, of the first rice, yeah, and the barrel proof and um, that toasted barrel. They were both very very good. So this a. I don't know if maybe a, uh, a little more fruity. Yeah, fruity, maybe a little younger. I can't tell for sure, but uh, and then the B, it I definitely get the vanilla on the B. Yeah, that sounds good. A seems like more of like a lighter, uh, like a a light fruit, like a you know crisp apple. I don't know if. Yeah, I'm is it me or and B? Are you getting a little bit more dark chocolate? On the back end. Oh, I don't know if I'm getting Is that, that. Just me. Yeah, I don't know about the chocolate, but I'm definitely getting vanilla on the B for I'm sure. Vanilla right, well. for sure. I'm gonna dive into these because they just they smell good enough to just jump into. Yeah. Them, so all right, I'm gonna start yeah. on A. Yeah. A it is. I um, I think I kind of see why you call them like a bourbon drinkers, um, you know, whiskey. I I get the rye for sure, um, but it's it definitely almost, not overpowering. No, no not no, at all. Not at all. It's it's crisp. It's clean. I've got a good um, a good sweetness to it on the back end too. So as it finishes, it's not it's not overly crazy on the finish, but it's it leaves a nice sweetness on my palate when I what what I what I like about that is it's a front to back rye to me. Um, in the sense that like, I, I notice it right away, but it's not overpowering and there's a lot of rise where I like it. But the finish is just like, like someone just shoved a, you know, yeah. a pepper dispenser down your throat, you know? Yeah. So this one's like almost like an even coating do you, throughout the whole thing. Do you get like an oily mouthfeel on did. this? Like on your I tongue? Did. Like, I feel like yeah. it's coating my tongue very well. It's funny. I was just about to say that I, I get it. It nice should be, coat. it should be. It, yeah, they're they're both pretty viscous, is what I call it. Yeah, gives you a full mouth feel, and that's what I'm always looking for is that full front to back, that yeah. whole experience that you get. I don't like something to finish on the front or finish on the back. When I'm doing it, 
I want the whole thing. Like I want it from front to back. Right. Even give you that little hug at the end sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brett, Brett really likes it to finish in the entire mouth. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that tongue coating that you get from it, right? Yeah, it's almost too. like oil or something like yeah, that. The thing mouth. It just it just I like that a lot. Tied together. You know, a, a lot of the rise on the market, and you see it, you see them. They're all coming out with them now. Uh, are are you know barely? To me, they're barely rise. You know, with the uh, I'm fifty one. Just rise. just to pull one out of the out of the air, Woodford rye is probably fifty three percent rye. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Low. So they're just barely over that rye um, threshold. These are these are ninety five fives. So, so these are 95% rye. They should be just, you know, bam in your face rye. Yeah. So, so That's you what's cool. You, you mentioned 95.5. So that takes me to my next question. You you mentioned you were originally going to do your own distilling, but it, I'm assuming you're sourcing and at 95.5. Does that mean it's an MGP or what is that? Uh... It, it is an MGP product and, okay. we, and we're, we're, we're totally transparent about that. Yeah. And it's a 95.5. It's a 95% rye, 5% barley. It's not the, uh, uh, it's not the bad word that it used to be, right? So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I think we, transparency we, has really helped that. I think when yeah, once people started and, and realizing we, how much was coming from MGP, they've started, oh, I guess that's not such a sure. Well, we, we hate when people like poo poo on that stuff. Yeah. Like they make a fantastic product. Yep. And they, they do. I mean, if they can help other distilleries grow, you know, in the, in the meantime, yeah, like, why not? Well, it helps us all. You know, that's what I mean. MGP. Even I think even we've talked about it, even if we do get a distiller and get it open, we will still source our rye because rye is very hard to make. It's yeah. messy. It's uh, yep. just a it's it's just a mess to make. But I love what they're doing. So it's a ninety five five, which is a huge huge rye. Uh, I don't think I could taste like that to me. So I took, I think what I did is I took uh, three non selling points. <laughs> and turn them into selling points for me. Yeah, uh, I took it. It's a ninety-five-five, which I hate rice, but <laughs> it's a ninety-five-five. It's a hundred and five proof, so it's up there. And these are only three years old. Yeah, so I was, was going to say, I think the the toasted barrel says at least three years old or thirty-six months. I think is what is what it says. Right, right. But it didn't actually yeah. have that on on these other ones. But I, I'll tell so, you what. I mean, if if you can get a flavor like this on a rye, like for example, uh, Angel's Envy, that's an MGP mm-hmm. rye, but they also do a a finish, and to get you know this type of a sweetness, you know, without a finish, I think that's that tells me that Be- you guys are doing a pretty good job with those barrels to to make it taste like this after three years. And, and that's the whole thing, you know. Uh, I mean, we're just not buying MGP and putting a label on it. Sure, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and and relying on marketing. We're actually putting the science behind it. Our barrels aren't charged. These are brand. They're not small. We're not cutting any corners. Like I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I mean, the the, the double barreling, it's legal. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, but it's not using a charged barrel. It's not using a rum barrel. It's not you know a port barrel, anything like that. These are brand new barrels that we've treated differently than than the norm, because you know everybody's char three, char four. Right. Yeah. And there's so much more to that when. You know, listening to all the distillers I've listened to over the years, that eighty percent of the flavor comes from the barrel. Yeah. So what we've decided to do is kind of make ourselves. We call it kind of maturation. I wouldn't say experts, but we're we're wanting to be maturation experts by by looking into that and putting. You know, 
we've got these different barrels we've developed, and then we're going to get into blending or, or merging, uh, which, you know, I'm going to take a little of this, take a little of that. So, you know, using science, which the big boys haven't used in 200 years, and, and, but it's available. And to, to use number one charge is to take it differently. So we're, we're going to try yeah. to give to, to <laughs> ourselves by being maturation experts. I think one that's of the, where all the flavor comes from. Sure. One yeah. of the things that's, that's really blown us away a little bit more recently is learning more about how much the wood and where it's coming from in the tree, the different seasonings, cuts, like, you know, where the tree grew, like, you know, that. what climate yeah. and all of well, that. Yeah, we had Woodenville yeah. uh, on a couple months ago or maybe December or early yeah, November, something like November. And uh, she was saying that uh, their wood comes from. There's uh, an apple orchard an nearby. Apple orchard, uh, near where they grow their grains. Yeah. And and that actually, you could you can kind of taste sure. the apple. And it's kind of a tear wall type thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've, I've learned super interesting. Sure, I, I've learned more about wood over the last two years than than anybody would ever want to know, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 fascinating to me. And it, at the end of the day, hopefully, it's going to make us because my ultimate goal is is to make a great product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Regardless, you know, I, and I don't want to take shortcuts. I'm I'm, I'm a real traditional guy like being in the box and like we can do this because you know i've got a huge uh antique bourbon collection I, i've i've drank whiskey bourbon whiskey from 1900 on you know every decade uh some of my favorite was some four and six year fitzgerald from the 50s and 40s <laughs> and it's like we can do this we can make four-year whiskey we can make six-year whiskey that is phenomenal you know some of the best stuff that's that's crossed my palate uh so i think we're kind of scratching the surface with that uh, there's some other distilling methods that they used to do back then but with what we're doing you know i, I think we're kind of on the right track um nice this um this bee is crazy have you tasted it already <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i dove into it too already sorry yeah. i mean you snooze you lose come on you're over yeah. here you know i'm, I'm yapping your jaws a, and i'm talking and uh you guys are flying past me on the b now so, so i'm not sure if it was one of those single barrels but we did i, I want to mention we did win a, a gold medal our first year out for a single barrel in san francisco this year the label on both the of these say it, but yeah, yeah i don't know that that necessarily was this batch or anything but um, yeah, for, for 2020, uh, we won a, a gold medal for our single barrel. So, you know, they judge over 3,000 spirits out there. We were really excited about our first run out of getting a gold. That's awesome. nice. No, that is really cool. Um, that, it's just totally interesting. I, I love your guys' approach, just changing, you know, taking something that already exists, but putting your own stamp on it with the, with the wood and the, you know, your own maturation uh, process. I think that's really cool. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit here. Just, you know, to get a little bit more onto the the products you have right now, we're having a single barrel. Uh, that's 105 proof. It looks here, and, and you mentioned this that you have a barrel strength offering. Um, you have a very small batch offering, and then you have a, a toasted barrel, which we'll be getting into next. Um, and then you also have the uh, roosted. Uh, it looks like chicken. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk about some of those. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about the toasted barrel here in a minute, but let's talk about the uh, roosted chicken and the uh, very small batch sure. and barrel strength. Just so the the, uh, the small batch and the single barrel will always be out on the market. That's what we're shooting for. You know, our our small batch is kind of a go to. Um, it's a little 
less expensive in the lineup. Um, we did them all 105 proof just because we also are, have kind of, you know, we're aware of the cocktail culture. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though I, I'm not a huge cocktail guy, I never have been. I've always kind of neat or on, you know, maybe a Cuba ice. Uh, I have lately kind of got into a few cocktails. Um, but, you know, that 105 proof can can stand up to whatever you want to layer on top of it. Right. Yeah. No, you hear that too. Yeah. That rise and then a little bit of a higher proof on those. And then uh, not only that, like, but I'm the same way. I'll drink neat all day long. But if we go to a restaurant, my wife and I, or, or we go out for the evening, I'll, you know, throw in a cocktail there just so it uh, slows me down a little bit. Uh, right. Yeah. Drink too much neat too fast and so, uh, right. bad night. <laughs> So definitely the, the the small batch would be kind of where you want to go with the cocktails. They're going to be 105 proof. That's probably our minimum. Yeah. Uh, we know, I'm, you know, over the years, a lot of the flavor is in 100 proof. We're we're barely cutting our stuff. You know, I want it as close to natural as as it can be. Like I said, I'm kind of a purist that way. Uh, we have the the uh, so we got the small batch single barrel always be out there. Um, the barrel strength. I think we're going to do that'll be once or twice a year. Uh, you know, maybe once in the spring, once in the fall. Uh, we'll get to the toasted barrel. That's just going to be a fall release. And then uh, you mentioned the roasted chicken, which was uh, kind of a funny <laughs> thing. Well, I wish you had a, a sample amazing. of that. It, it does sound really good. Sounds like a like a, a dessert, uh, like well. Whiskey. I'll tell you what we did oh. is we uh, there's a, a beer company called Against the Grain here in Louisville. Yep. It has a great marketing gig. They their marketing's outrageous. They have great beer. Uh, but what we did is we went down to Independent State and we developed a barrel that they could use and we could use. So mm. you know you hear a lot that that people will use a, a bourbon barrel or rye barrel or port barrel aged beer in it mm-hmm. and vice versa yeah yeah this is a barrel we developed that they used it and we used it and then the end product was the end product but you tasting the beer they made a i think it's just a pilsner that you get these we we developed a kind of a vanilla smoke barrel and mm. so there was no overlapping we developed this barrel. They took one. We took one. We put our whiskey in one. They put their beer in one. And then that we sold it as a as a package deal to where you drink the beer and the whiskey side by side. And what we were wanting to do is the flavors kind of coincide. It's yeah. really cool that the barrel imparted flav- the same flavors on the beer as it did the whiskey. That's kind of neat. So that is cool. It, it really was. It really was cool. And they I came love- with they've got some kind of fetish with chickens. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> so well, your buzzards uh, roost. I mean, you know. Is there anything it, behind buzzard. the name? What's that? Is there anything behind the name buzzards roost? Well, when we were uh, when we were looking to, um, we got pretty deep into the distillery part of it. I mean, we we had tax credits. We had an investor that actually backed out and ended up. Our main investor ended up buying another big, huge thing. <laughs> I can't really talk about, but um, <laughs> we had we had picked out a farm uh, out in Wadi, Kentucky, and one of the roads that bordered it was called Buzzard's Roost Road. Okay. And I said, 
man, our distillery is going to be sitting here. We, we've got to call it, we've got to call it buzzard roost. You know, it's like a sign from God, you know? Yeah. Well, the good thing about um, that is if you name it after the road and you put, you know, a distillery there or whatever, they're going to think that they named the road after you. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> but, you know, I wanted something. Uh, we didn't want to revive an old brand, but I wanted the brand to sound old, if, if that makes sense. No, yeah. So, it does. so on, you know, on the label, it's it's like uh, tradition and with innovation, you know, so. We've got this independent kind of science, this independent stave science stuff going, but I'm so traditional that this is, you know, I'm kind of old school. So I wanted an old sounding brand, uh, but still, you know, I, I don't think it, it, I don't think it looks old and dusty and stodgy. You know, it, it no, looks, it looks, it looks clean. It looks modern yet still elegant. nostalgic almost in a sense. I, I, I mean, like that was a hard sell trying to sell my, uh, business partners on buzzards roost <laughs> I, to me i, think I like it so yeah. it's different so and it's something memorable yeah. like if you see that you're going to remember it it's not yeah and it doesn't just you know sit against the backdrop of all the other like whiskeys and bourbons out there it has its own unique i know you're using that tall almost like a wine glass or wine bottle you know bottle right. but that the label and the and the presentation it, i think it would stand out for sure especially with that name so yeah yeah I, I, you know you, you you try to think of they, they, you'd be surprised the things that came up in the meetings. It's like you know, birds picking the eyes out of something on the side of the room. <laughs> it's like what uh, sure. what price points do you try to do? You want to stay within? Well, you know, I mean, we try to, you know, we try to be somewhat reasonable with it, but you know, with with this double barreling and brand new barrels, and right. it, it it gets expensive. So our small batch so, comes in at fifty. Okay, That's not yeah. Uh, yeah. single single barrel seventy. And our uh, our, our uh, toasted and the um, barrel strength are eighty. Yeah, no, I mean, that's totally reasonable. That's, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, and I know as a craft, you know, st I would I would throw you probably in as like a craft distillery type of uh, yeah. operation. So I mean, in and, that situation, that's generally what you're expecting with, sure. with those types of uh, products. So and, and dudes, dudes, uh, like go to is. You know, if it's retail and it's like one hundred and twenty dollars, he's all about it. If it's secondary, one hundred and twenty bucks, he's like, nah, no way. Listen, yeah, if it's that's, a fifty dollars bottle dude's, of bourbon. That's dude's mo. He'll be like, oh yeah, hundred bucks I'm retail. Sure, uh, hundred dollars secondary. Uh, but if it's a fifty dollar bottle, I have a hard time spending a hundred dollars on it because I know now, it's fifty. The the, uh, the secondary is 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 can be. Really ridiculous, yeah, but that, that, that's for a whole nother show. So. Right, it's for sure. Yeah, for but sure. I mean, if you walk into a retail store, you don't go there when they're doing the two hundred percent sale. You're doing when you go to the fifty percent <laughs> yeah. sale, right? Yeah. I mean, I, exactly. If I know it's a, a a bourbon that you're supposed to get for fifty bucks, I'm not going to pay one hundred and twenty dollars for it. That's yeah. just me. I but, mean, I will if it's but, something I've you know that I've wanted forever, and I'm okay. I can't find now, it. Jason, you being in the industry for so long, do you feel that there are certain things that the secondary market has really blown up that you would still pay that for? Like if you saw an Elmer T. Lee, you know, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a cheaper bottle, but now it's, you know, going for $150, $200, would you be like, you know, that's not worth it. But is there a, you know, a couple bottles out there that would say, Hey, it still retails for this, but if you saw it at secondary for three times as much, still worth it. 
Honestly, no, I, I, I think the secondary market's so blown out of proportion. And, yep. and, 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 you, and, you know, you can call me old and, and, and whatever and say, We're about you're, the same just, age. You're, just, you're just out of touch, old man, you know, because <laughs> this is what the shit's going for. But, you know, it comes to that story to where it's like, back in the day, right. you know, <laughs> I used to get that. I used to get seven bottles of, of stag, you know, a year. Yeah. Um, which is true. I really did. And, and nobody was drinking it back then. Nobody was drinking stag back then. Uh, 15 yeah. years ago, yeah. you know, I was getting, I was getting all kinds of antique, you know, the whole set. Now I get one or two bottled. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm talking at, at the restaurant. So right, that right. kind of pisses me off that, <laughs> you know, I know they didn't stop making it. They just stopped selling it to me and I've been <laughs> slinging their stuff for 15 years. So, yeah. So to me, no, the, the, the secondary market's completely aggravating because I still, you know, run a business uh, with, with, you know, I could sell all the pappy I want to do, but I, I get so many bottles a year and have to price it accordingly. Yeah. And it's like, it's not worth what I'm charging. And, and I'm, somebody comes <laughs> in and give me, you know, give me a pappy 20. I was like, come on, let's talk about this. You I'll, I'll talk you out of it before I talk you. <laughs> that's that's pretty um, awesome. Because that's, it, we've, always, we've always educated our, our customers about it. So I, I've always tried to educate people about bourbon. And that's what we're from, from the day one. That's what we set out to do is educate the world about bourbon. And, yep. uh, you know, we we went through the triple triple A, you know, the triple the A. Uh, we went through, you know, everything that we've started people on they've ended up pulling off the market for example elmer t lee well it's a cheaper version of blends we knew that years ago <laughs> yeah you know like 10 years ago <laughs> i love you it know? yeah um, it's delicious and, and i bought a barrel of uh mckenna I, I bought a barrel of mckenna probably six to seven years ago and it was fabulous yeah and then and then yeah, right before it so won the, uh, the gold <laughs> yeah so then McKenna gets the best whiskey of the year or whatever. And then they call me and say, well, we're going to limit you on the McKenna you brought or, or, or you're buying. Like you get, you get six bottles a month now. I'm like, I'll tell you, and I don't write emails. I'm like, you can just keep your McKenna because <laughs> I'll, I'll sell something else. I've been buying it for like, this long. Now like like do I was doing when I race. sold a barrel yeah. of McKenna 10 years ago. So, yeah. you know, the secondary market kind of aggravates me a little bit, but. I agree. Uh, and what aggravates no, me is, is, if it was just people buying just it to drink it, yeah, I'm the same way. If, if it was just people buying it to drink it, I'd be fine. But they're buying it to turn around yeah. and sell it, and that's what that's And, like, what make a living off. off of that, right. right? Yeah. And I get it yeah, maybe there, during there's COVID. There's a lot of people flipping and, and, right. and not even, yeah, you know, whiskey, bourbon is meant to drink. Yes. Right. It's meant to be back with friends. It, it, it's to me, it's all about the story. Once again, it's all about, man, I'm, you know, I love the stories that I have sitting around with Jimmy Russell, Freddie, no, uh, Bill Samuels, whoever, you name it. And it's just, that's, that's what it is. Whiskey, bourbon, whiskey brings people together. I mean, you know, if you look at, we started a, a, a bourbon bar 15 years ago, there was not, there was no podcast. There was, there was none of this. Now yeah. there's there's a bourbon bar on every in every city on every corner almost. Yeah. Uh, and there's tons of podcasts and, and I love it. But, you know, that's kind of what we set out to do was, you know, our first T-shirts at bourbon said bringing bourbon back one sip at a time. 
<laughs> well, you got and, your and, wish. <laughs> and we were out to do that and, and just just really educating the people that came in about bourbon whiskey. And 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 that leads me to, you know, getting into what I'm doing. But the end goal, once again, is bourbon for me. Yeah. We, we're doing rise right now, and it's a way for me to get yeah. my feet wet and, and do some experimenting. Um, but moving forward, you know, the end game is, is going to be bourbon. So what's nice. your what's your favorite here, dude? Between these two, I just saw the uh, face that you made, and that's the only reason I don't mean to cut you off. So I so, just so made my this first face. drink of the of the B. And, so uh, that that being oh, is said, it? yeah, Brett, I wanted to ask you what. There's something on the very end of B that I can't like. It's so prominent, but I can't pinpoint it. I don't know if it's just uh, a heavy fruit flavor, but like not. It's very specific. I'm actually getting some oak at the end of mine. I, I've only had one drink mm. though, so let me let me revisit. But this is the I one I actually the had the least of because I think I poured yours yeah. heavy in mine light, and now I, it's the one I'm really really enjoying. Not that I, I didn't like the first one, but unless I switched the A and B and I didn't notice, but like I like A so much better. It's much sweeter. Um, it was sweeter, but I, but I'm more of a bourbon guy, so like this is actually reminding me. It drinks more like a bourbon to me. It's got a what's lot cool of is, what's cool is 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 that's what that's what the lineup is all about. It's it's there's we've kind of put them out there. There's something for everybody. You know what I'm, mm-hmm. I mean? There's yeah. there's something for everybody to 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 identify with. Yeah, and that's kind of why why you know all of our single barrels are going to be somewhat a little bit different. That's why we started numbering them like that. You know, and and, and maybe for the secondary market, not so much as buying them but did you taste this this is different from this one and this is why you know so so we try to try to make something out there for for every every type of whiskey drinker yeah and it's funny because these are both the same brand and right they're, but they're single barrels and they both have a really unique flavor yeah. which i love that's what i love about single barrels same i mean that's why i like store picks that's why I like, I mean, you're getting something that's not the same thing you'd normally just pick up off the shelf. So you might like the expression exactly. as a whole or, or whatever, but the variation on that standard expression, you know, for one, the barrel pickers, it gives them a chance to be a little bit, uh, you know, impart their, you know, their tastes or their, their notes onto a bourbon and already existing bourbon brand. But that that's why I like single barrels is, you know, you never know exactly what you're going to get from. You know, from uh, even just the Four Roses, mass-produced single yeah. barrels, you know, you're getting different flavors. We did a show, uh, Brett, you were talking about it on the last episode, um, where we did two different single barrels of Four Roses, and they both had different flavors. It was, it was, oh, know, it's nice. I've done, so Four Roses, the reason I love them so much uh, is because they, they uh, you know, obviously we can do a barrel-proof. Nobody really, what would I call bottle-proof and barrel-proof? Yeah. Uh, Four Roses always always let me do it barrel proof, so I've done twenty five barrels alone at Four Roses. <laughs> That's awesome. I've got a uh, Four Roses single yeah. barrel barrel proof right back here. Oh, very nice or barrel strength, I should say. And, and, and you know, and for for a for an on premise place, I think that's pretty big. You know, we're not a we're not a box store, and we sell it by yeah. the shot, not by the bottle. You know, so oh, that's that's incredible, uh, Jason. Kind of back to your. Your marketing slash, you know, presentation on the bottle. Um, that's incredible. One thing that like I've said to, to Brett and dude before is like when I'm somewhere um, and I want to try something new or whatever, you know, 
the presentation of the bottle He's a means something whore. to me. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, judging a book by its oh, cover, man, yeah. for sure. I mean, oh, it's, it's 50% oh, of the purchase if you don't know what you're buying. You're like, oh, that looks cool. Like, that's yeah. the whole reason I and, bought Horse Soldier the first time. Had no idea and, they were out of Columbus. And yeah. I know they're, they're actually moving down to Kentucky, but I it's, had no idea they were out of Columbus. I was just like, oh, so, that's a cool-looking bottle. So I bought the, it in Kentucky, but they're out of Ohio. No. <laughs> I had to travel but, to Kentucky to buy it. Go ahead. Sorry, the, Tyler. The bottle is, is very clean. Like, I like the top. Like, what, there's what, not what, a lot going on. It's just a very fresh presentation to it yeah it's clean uh, but it, it's just awesome yeah it's clean and unique you know, i think I, I agree completely it looks like a bottle of scotch almost too like a very like distinguished yeah. you know yeah for sure i think yep. you know going through that labeling process and the bottle you know i kind of like that old the high shoulders kind of remind me of an old western bottle i know some like people do, wagon you, you, do, or something. you, do, you yeah. do see wine bottle in there but but I've kind of like those old, tall, Western, you yeah. know, the real old bottles. Uh, but and if you feel it, which we we've, we've tried to work on, uh, we're very specific about it. The the bird and the branch should be struck. We're having problems with our label. It should be raised. So when you put your when you when bartenders and whatever when you put your hand on it, you're gonna feel that raised oh. bird, Ooh. and you're gonna feel the raised stick. Oh, cool! That's, um, that that would be even cooler. I don't yeah. know. I can't tell. I've never I've never seen it, but I can't tell looking at it. But that would make it even better. Our, um, so our our label company just got a new machine that makes this. It's gonna it's gonna stand out a lot more than it does now. Mm. But I really have to give our our label designer. He he a guy been in the business forever, and um, you know when I came to him and and said. Buzzer Drews, you know, once again, it, it, he's like, you're not making it easy on me. I said, <laughs> you know, I know. And this is going to, this is where you're going to shine. And um, the label is just beautiful. Yes. Uh, you know, another kind of concept I had is, is more of a, more of, more of those guys sitting in trees, looking over kind of guarding barrel houses, you know, with this moonlight. Yeah. And, you know, you see this silhouette of just a, a bunch of uh, buzzards sitting there looking over these uh, aging barrel houses. So uh, that may be coming down the pipe at some point. Now, what I like about it is it's consistent between all the different labels. You've got just something very uh, minimal distinguishing between them. So like the color of the, of the title of the, uh, you know, single barrel versus, uh, you know, barrel strength or whatever, you know, the, the mustard versus the red with the, yellow outline than just a plain red and then you have a little bit of a on the toasted barrel you have it's almost like the like a toasted the toasted yeah, label. label so it's like yeah, a brownish label which is really cool um and then that a little bit of a, a break from the norm with your roosted chicken because it's got that orangish uh you know background behind the chicken and the it, i like that bottle too it's kind of like yeah, it's, it's fatter squat. right yeah, yeah and cool. i just i like yeah. that bottle and it's got and a very look, thick base. It looks more playful compared to the others, which the name yeah. itself is more playful too, which is it's just kind of a neat uh it's a neat break. Yeah, that us. was a, against the grain putting that in there for yeah. sure. No, it's so good. a lot we're gonna be, you know, we're, we're gonna be focusing maybe on the branch. Like you can see at some point you can just see the branch as, as part of it. And then we really love this ZZOO. Yeah. I like how it overlaps, yeah. You can you can pull that out. Mm-hmm. Any of your hats or whatever that 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 should be really prominent. The ZZOO. 
Well, and it's cool because the O's almost look like eyes. eyes. I thought yeah. the same. Yeah. It reminds me of like an owl or something. I, I don't was going to say owl too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah it reminds fine. me of an owl. I don't know why. All right. Let's get into the toasted barrel. I, I'm I'm really enjoying both of these, but uh, I'm excited. I am too. The, nose, the nose in the toasted barrel is incredible. Tyler. Tyler, are you drinking ahead? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I didn't drink ahead of the toasted barrel. What happens like, when we let him not be here? He gets right. I was always I was always a bad student and and, and worked ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why we do this, and we kind of nose into this, Jason. Question I had for you is: having some of your stuff sourced from MGP, how does the new merger affect you? Whether it's a negative or positive. You know, is it new opportunities? The acquisition. Um, well, yeah, the acquisition. My, my, my insight is that uh, MGP up until this point, and, and, and I know the bourbon, the bourbon community is loosening up about Indiana bourbon. <laughs> yeah. But, but they solved their problem yesterday or today or whatever it was, 405 million. Uh, you know, buying buying Luxro, that's that's saw their Kentucky bourbon problem. Yep, now they're Kentucky yeah. bourbon. If they bought yeah. it, they're uh, they're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a un- year. Yeah, <laughs> they they now have Kentucky bourbon that they can sell. Yep. So nice. That's you know you can if you can do that with writing a check or one fail swoop, they just picked up a, a ton of customers because I mean, like I said, I'm a traditionalist, even though. I think I finally kind of broke <laughs> that that we're actually going we are actually buying some uh we're buying some MGP bourbon. Uh, so in our next in our next go round. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're uh I guess I needed to talk a little bit about that. We're we're uh, you know, we're just in the state of Kentucky right now, but we are uh moving into I think four or five states this year, the beginning of the first imagine. quarter, first half of this year. Coming to Ohio at all? Uh, it's on the list, I think. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, no, I know, I Ohio is weird. So Cleveland's a big Cleveland. Cleveland's a big whiskey town. Columbus is growing too. We Columbus, have, yeah. Yeah, Columbus, and then Dayton. Dayton actually surprisingly has mm-hmm. one of the top ten bourbon bars in the in the country. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Century Bar, and then uh, Columbus has one of them as well called Prohibition. Okay. Uh, and then what's the one that you like up in Polaris, Tyler? Um, that's somewhat of a chain, but it's called Lizard Bill. It's paired with Winking oh, Lizard. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a and Lizard brand. What I, okay. what I like about them specifically is they they do craft beer um, on their wall, but they they also have two hundred plus different types of whiskeys. And when you get there, they have like just a binder that you can <laughs> flip through, and they refuse to charge drastically over retail so um even this year they did some sort of of it might have been like a half ounce or an ounce of a a pappy flight and it was like 30 bucks i think they had a limited number of them but they they're not going to charge you i mean you can go there and get pretty much every drink that they have under ten dollars or yeah which is incredible I've I've haven't so, been there yet. Well, then we have OPA up in Delaware, which is that place looks like just a total, like you said, four star bourbon uh, bar, but three star, uh, you know, uh, location or whatever uh-huh. you call it. Yeah, um, four they, star food and a three and a half star joint. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love so, that. So they're yeah. four star bourbon and a three and a half star joint. 
So their place just looks like a freaking warehouse. You walk in, they just have bourbon everywhere. And that place is ridiculous. And that's that's in Delaware, but which is just north of Columbus. Um, but just in, in that area, I mean, we have three of really, really strong bourbon bars in Columbus. And then that, you know, uh, Lizardville that he was talking about. And there's that private one too, no soliciting. Oh yeah, we have, we have uh, no soliciting, which is, uh, I don't know if you ever <clears throat> heard of Penn's Mechanical. They're in Nashville, I know, but they're also here in Columbus. Um, they have a speakeasy and, uh, you like, depending on which location you have to pay, a it's like a thousand dollars a year or something to be a member, but there's a, <laughs> right. <laughs> so the one downtown in Columbus, there's just a phone booth. You pick up the phone booth and then the door unlocks if you're a member. And then the one in Dublin, it's a, uh, it's like the entrance to a, uh, condo. But like, if you hit the right button, it takes you down to the basement, which is the, which overlooks the river which is a uh, bourbon bar and it's it's crazy. I was going to join but it was right when covid happened so I never did join. So How cool is that? Yeah. Like a traditional speakeasy, right? It's yeah, like, like a, a hidden, legitimate yeah. speakeasy. But That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so the the other place have you been to uh what is it? Hell or High Water in in Louisville? I have. I have. Um Every time we I go there it's close. I didn't get through the whole thing. Um I go a lot of places by myself just cuz Yeah. That's what I do. I'm not you know loud about just like to ease in and ease out and uh, i went i went there a couple of times and you know it's in this basement and yeah i'm i'm just i'm claustrophobic kind <laughs> of. but evidently i didn't look you know i, I go in i kind of sit at the bar and kind of look, look around at what's close evidently i didn't go into this other room where it's like this big huge warehouse room i was like feel kind of Kind of claustrophobic in there, and 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 a buddy of mine's like, "Well, you got to go into that other room. It's totally cool." And so I, I definitely need to give that another chance. But uh, I, I felt kind of claustrophobic in there. I was like, "If there's a fucking fire in here, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're dead. We're done." Better, like I'm gonna be, drink I'm gonna as be much bourbon as you can. I'm toasting somebody. I'm just throwing people out of the way. <laughs> well, so you we, know, because like I said, I've got claustrophobia anyway. We were down there for the release of birthday bourbon. Mm -hmm. And then as oh, we yeah. made Airbnb uh, reservations, we stayed at the Whiskey Row. They're like little Airbnb lofts, lofts I think it is. or something. Yeah. And uh, it was like right on the other side of this, you know, in the same building, but behind basically. Uh, and when yeah. you look out the window, you're over top of Old Forester. Or just kind right. of di diagonally over top. Kind of where the troll pub is. And, yeah, uh, right yeah, by yeah. the troll. We exactly. were right by the troll. And I did. I actually uh, consulted. I did the whole sidebar deal. I don't know if you guys went in there, if it was open. No. Was so closed. that was the thing. It, everything was closed. Uh, <laughs> Hell or high water was closed. And then the week that we were supposed to go down there, we were outside of the cancellation period at Airbnb. They announced that they were doing it online. And so we were like, damn it. <laughs> so, but we went anyway. We went and did yeah, some. Yeah, came some, by the joint, man. We had a big. To be honest, I mean, I'm not going to, just to be transparent here, I had honestly not heard of you, of you guys just because we're in and Ohio. That's, you know, that's, right. what's, that's what's so funny to me that, that, I mean, we'll still do, we do charity events all the time. And, and I mean, I've been in the same location for 15 years and we'll do charity events like March of Dimes or whatever. And, and people will be like, now, where are you? <laughs> I mean, now that we know where you are, for sure. Like, we have a couple of stops we always make in Louisville. One's Westport Whiskey and Wine. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they always have a great selection of single barrels, and they just have a good, you know, bourbon selection. Yeah, I love Chris. He's good people. Yeah, and, and so I think 
that's one place we go. And I think now we'll probably have to just start stopping in and, and as soon as you mentioned it, like I got on my phone yeah. and looked it up and I was like, it's not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just, you know, it's right in that downtown. It's in yeah. the Clifton area. For, yeah, we're about, we're about three miles from uh, the gold house. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's been, it, it's been a great 15 years. This, this, uh, COVID's kind of knocked us off the saddle a little bit, but uh, That's crazy. I think we were in a, you know, the best position we could have been in if this had happened maybe two or three, four years earlier, you know, we'd be choked. Yeah. Now, did you guys, I know in Ohio, they allowed us to do uh, like takeaway uh, cocktails and things like that. Did you guys get that opportunity to, to at least? We did, but I mean, you know, honestly, it's not, ours is not to go food. Ours is not. Yeah curb service i mean if you're gonna sit you know if you're gonna order a 44 dollar steak you want to <laughs> yeah, and enjoy yeah. It. It right it doesn't taste the same out of a to-go bucket you know right <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree it, with that well, overcooks on the way home right because it's too hot yeah, still. i just know and, that and and i knew that going into it but there were a lot of places that we would you know patronize just for the you know, yeah. help to try to help them like tacos and stuff it's always yeah, easy like, to do that but and, just to oh, get it, something yeah had great response from 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 all of our regulars and, and yeah. have you but you know i mean we're we're kind of an international place i mean the locals a lot of the you know Louisville's a pretty liberal town and they still mm-hmm. think that that bourbon is 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 old republican stodgy stuff and and <laughs> you'd be surprised man we we but we get people from all over the world yeah. you know we know we're busy when when there's a convention in town or something but, you know, at times, especially throughout the years, Louisville could give give a shit about us. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Which is really weird. You know, it's especially really... Especially with that kind of history, that stinks. Right. Everybody grew up around it, and it, and it's just kind of commonplace, I think. And uh, I think a lot of people take it for granted. I'm going to jump yep. into this Tosa Barrel. I've been smelling it now for I like know. five, ten minutes, and I'm I'm like... I've, what do you I'm get on the nose? Some... I want to know what you guys... To, to be honest, I get more of the uh, traditional rise on this one. I, I get a... Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm getting like a, uh, almost like an Angel's Envy rye or uh, the toasted barrel we got from Michter's. Like I'm yeah. getting that. And it's, there must be something with that toasted, but it's, it's good. It's I a mean, good smell. The, like, I the marshmallow, the like the toasted yes. marshmallow. I, get, so I was going to, I was about to say that exact same yeah. thing. Every toasted barrel I've had, I always get a marshmallow well, you're getting front on it. Almost like a caramelized sugary. Yeah. Type, uh, and that's what that you were talking sense, about yeah. earlier, right? With uh, a toffee, the, the a toasting. toffee. For me, it's not toffee. It's more marshmallow. Yeah, me too. But it's, but it's ridiculous. It smells so good. Yeah. <laughs> like I almost don't want to drink it because I want to keep smelling it. Damn, that's real good. Like, and that's oh, another balanced uh, right on the front to the back. God, I'm um, starting to become a rye guy. This is pissing me off. So, I'm a so toasted Jason, rye guy. That, I can tell you yeah, that for sure. For sure. The 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 A that I had to me was, you know, top or front to back, but the B was a little bit more on the back end. Uh drink like a like dudes that like a bourbon. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I agree with that. this is this is another one like right off the, the bat to the back. Like, but it's again, it's not overpowering. Finish. It's yeah, a it's a very tasting. long mm-hmm tasting yeah. rye. No, you're yeah. right, the, Tyler. That's exactly what we were just saying. Yeah, it's, it's that marshmallow. It's, I still like, taste it. I've had one drink and I'm still tasting it. It's same. Good. good. It's one I of those long finishes. Rye, I, I think it, it, it really works with what we're doing, so I'm 
I'm kind of um, excited to, uh, you know, what we're doing moving forward. Like I said, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and buy some bourbon uh, from MGP and it, it's going to be Indiana bourbon. Cause we, I think we just bought it today as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so we, we, we've got a lot of different things down the pipe too. So what happens is, you know, these brand new 53 gallon barrels, it, the product only sits in our barrels for about four to six weeks. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's how fast of a turnaround that is. And, and these are brand new barrels. So, so is it, let me ask you, so are you doing some aging? Is it pre-aged by MGP and then you take it and then put it into your own barrels and age it for an additional? We'll buy, you know, just around three year juice because I think for us, that's kind of a, that's kind of a a cool spot for us to be in. You know, like I said, I took a, something that's not a selling point and made it a selling point. The, The money's right as far as buying barrels. And then, and then putting our barrel to it and, and, you know, all the economics to it, but, um, coming out the other end with, with a product that we, that we would put on the market, you know, cause I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, um, you know, kind of specific about what I want out there and, and what I want in my name, because, you know, I've been doing this a long time and, and, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to put a bunch of junk out there, you know? Just, just it's 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 not about the money <laughs> to me, you know. Hell, I've been broke. A good quality life. product, right? Well, yeah. What is it uh, that Pappy used to say? Right? It was uh, always fine bourbon, even at a loss, but still fine. Or something. I don't remember the exact quote, but we I'm make like, fine bourbon at a profit if we, if can, we can, at a loss if we must, at a loss if we must, oh, or yeah, something. That's it. That's it. But always yeah, fine bourbon. Actually, that, yeah. I got that saying uh, hanging in the restaurant. I'm actually nice. reading Pappy Land right now. So, like when you were talking about Fitzgerald and stuff, it was interesting just because of uh, when they had to sell. Uh, I haven't read Pappy Land yet. It, it's a good. I'm, I'm only halfway through it because I read it at night, right before bed, and I'm dozing off after a couple chapters. But I have to go back <laughs> a page or two because you're like, oh, yeah, where did I and fall I do, asleep? Yeah. I do, but but it's so far, it's written in a way that I would have never expected. The writer is actually a, a, a copywriter from ESPN. Hmm. And he's he does a really good job of intermingling like his story, the Pappy story. I mean, it, it's not what you would have thought it was, but it's it's a really good read. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's a good book. Now, Julian and Preston, uh, good friends of mine, played golf with them, just done tons of bourbon dinners with them, and and and, and I've got a, a funny story that that I think Julian probably still hates me to this day, but I mean, <laughs> still still angry with me. Uh, one day, you know, I've, I've got, I had two young kids when we first opened the restaurant. Uh, I mean, my daughter was born close when we opened it, you know, brand new, brand new baby. Anyhow, he's, he's like, Jason, I'm going to bring a, a, a James Beard chef by. Oh. And James Beard to me, I've been in the restaurant business a long time. A lot of people buy their way into James Beard. Yeah. Yep. So to me, that doesn't mean anything. They're, they're, but then there's the buy-in, and then there's the real people. You're right. Yep. So he's like, "I'm gonna bring a James Beard chef by the restaurant on Sunday," and I'm like, "Freaking Sunday! <laughs> I work all week. I work Friday, Saturday night. Sunday's your decompression. I don't even like to talk on Sunday. Like my <laughs> wife, my wife's like, "You're not saying much." I'm like, 
don't talk to me. I, you know, this is what I do all all weekend long. I don't want to talk on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I feel kind of slighted already. Like I'm like Julian, come on. So he's coming by on Sunday. He's bringing this James Beard chef, which I'm already pissed off about. <laughs> and 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 I'm hungover. Like I'm <laughs> I'm completely hungover. And so they get there about I don't know, it's probably five o'clock. And I'm dicking around. It's like my wife's bitching. The kids are small. It's like, I got to go home, but I'll stay if they want to drink some whiskey. Cause, cause Julia knows I have this antique collection, right? I've, I've right. always bought prohibition stuff, whatever. So this dude walks in and he, I'm like, Hey man, what's up? He introduces me. I don't know who it is. And, uh, I said, Hey man, you want to drink some whiskey? And he's like, I don't know, man, we got pretty, you know, screwed up last night. I'm like, okay, that's my ticket out of here. So I'm like, I blew him off. I totally, completely blew Julian off, blew this chef off. <laughs> so I tell my wife, she's whatever, you know, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so we're watching uh, this HBO thing. Did you ever see Treme? No. Oh, uh, was that a show? It was it. It was it was an HBO thing, and it was set in New Orleans. I do remember it. I never watched it, but I remember the name of it. It was yeah. really cool. My wife lived in New Orleans for several years. You know, food town. So Emerald was in it. I mean, they had real people mixed with these characters. Right. Yeah. Blah, blah. So this one girl, her she loses her restaurant in New Orleans, goes to New York. She's really good and works under this guy. In New York, this big, huge chef in New York. Oh, it's going to be him, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, we're just watching this, and and the restaurant's closed, and the dude is sitting at the bar, which I I was like, oh, I love this. I'm watching it, because that's my favorite time to go to the restaurant. You know, after it's all done, we we killed it, and I'm going to sit down with a bottle and have a drink. And I look at the bottle, and I was like, that's a Pappy 20 year. I said, the dude's drinking Pappy 20. And then I look up at the dude and I'm like, that's the guy that was like, shit. <laughs> Freaking David Chang. Oh, no. oh David Chang. Oh, wow. Geez. So I blow Julian and David Chang off in one fail switch. Oh, man. You know David- what? You know what? How many people? How many people can say that they've done that? Right, exactly. So now you've got a story like David Chang's a cool. He seems like an awesome guy. No, too. I was like, and she, my wife, looks at me and says, "You're a freaking idiot." <laughs> That's when you look at her and say, "Maybe you shouldn't have been bitching at me on Sunday." Right? Yeah, you should have been all the time. Trust but, me, uh, if I'm doing something on a Sunday, it must be worthwhile. Just blew him off. So That's funny. I think Julian's kind of still angry with me about that one. And, and, and looking looking back in hindsight, I think that he saved the best for last, honestly, because we were he knows that I pull out all the good whiskey and we were just, you know, they did all their jack shit. <laughs> and Sunday, it's like, man, I got, you know, I can imagine Julian building this freaking thing up. We're going to go drink all this good whiskey. And I just freaking blew them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is that's a story. That's a good story. That is an awesome story. Like, really, yeah. it is. I mean, I don't know what the story would have been had you stayed, but that but that's funny that you. Uh, it, it, it really sucks for me, but right. because I'm, <laughs> you missed out on something. Now that I, you know, I mean, I I, I, I watch all. I'm a huge David Chang fan, so yeah. 
whatever you know i mean you made the bourbon hunters podcast so that's pretty successful right, right? Mean, so yeah david chang what <laughs> I, I can't take it back but um is is david chang a, a big bourbon drinker you know he did he he did a thing uh so then there's this whole other bet, the reason he was in town the reason he was in town is there's there's he's on a documentary and yeah. so um i don't know if i'm in the same documentary we're in we're in a couple of different documentaries and um i don't know that i was in that one but but i saw that documentary and i was like then i put it all together i'm like that as well as why he was in town mm, yeah he, he filmed some stuff with with julian he's got he's got a number of them um and one i believe it's called steak or meat um where it's just centered around steak and yeah. kind of like history of it or just like some unique places and that one's really really good there goes Tyler. Yeah. He, Tyler's our foodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, I could. I, I eat for days. I'm a foodie, but I don't. I won't like watch a documentary on it. Oh yeah. yeah, I love food, food documentaries. I'm all about. If they had a lot of, there's only a couple bourbon documentaries. If they did, I know. Watch those I'd all day. All so we're in one. We're in one. You know, everybody's seen me. Everybody's yeah. seen. Me. Yep. That came out, but but you, if you have Directv, which Directv has held it back, which is crazy. You should watch Bourbon Tucky. Bourbon Tucky is is unbelievable. Oh. If you can get a hold of it, nobody's ever really ever seen it. Like the the I'll torrent that shit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We recorded it in 2014, I think. Uh, maybe Bourbon earlier Tucky. than that, but but you know, all these people who have seen Neat, like this whole new yeah. fan wave, has not seen it. Bourbon Tucky is yeah. unbelievable. I'm going to add it to my list right now of movies because I always have this list in my phone of movies I want like need to watch or download or whatever. When you get it, let me know because I'll, I'll yeah. borrow it from you. Of course, I'm in it. So, oh, are you? Oh <laughs> shit, I have, I'm doing it then tonight. <laughs> All right. Do and then we on Amazon the History no, Channel. I'm trying to download it tonight. Oh, gotcha. I won't watch it tonight. We I did think it's on Amazon. Channel, uh, documentary it? I was in. Julian was in that, mm. and uh, it's called uh, "How the Best Is Done." Bourbon, uh, and it's uh, it's on the History Channel. That's a, that's a good one to watch. As well. wait, what is it? What did you say it was? How the best is done. How the best is done. Okay. And then the the, the subjects bourbon, like History Channel does this. How the best is done. Uh, yeah, multiple subjects. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right. But they did they did one on bourbon, and uh, uh, we're in that one as well with Elmer T. Lee's in that one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Bourbon Tucky. Got it there. Yeah, I don't see it on Amazon, Tyler. I don't know what you're talking about. I lied. I lied. Yeah, I'll get it from the torrents and I can put it on flash drives or whatever you guys want. I, or I can burn I them. Take that. Not that we do any. We will pay for it the way you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. By buying bourbon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll make us buy more bourbon. Yeah. So, Anyhow, uh, what do you guys think of the toast? Good? Oh, I, so oh, this releases phenomenal. in the fall. Tell Mine's me where gone. to pick it up because I will be in line. So we go, Tyler's birthday is the first weekend usually, or first week of December. And uh, so we generally do our bourbon trail trip, like multiple day. We'll go down for like a single day back mm -hmm. to and from, but uh, multiple day uh, bourbon trip in early December. So we're always down there. So I'm sure that we've just now added, uh, you know, yeah, bourbon's bistro uh, to the <laughs> list. Right, for sure. I promise I won't blow you up. Well, and, and here's we'll make the sure thing. We don't come on a Sunday. How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, come on a Sunday. And, and usually our group is pretty much like, you know, 
fly by the seat of your pants i'm a go but we haven't really sat down to be like hey where do we want to and this year was different because we really did want to stop at a lot of food places but we went had we a good lot of everything but got we shut couldn't down. everything was when no we went dining. there literally a couple days before indoor dining was next because that was one of the main focal points of this trip was we wanted to stop at more places that were centered around food or just had a really good bar selection and that was just killed. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, we were, we were one of the first people that, that, that put bourbon to food. I mean, uh, we really were. I mean, if you look at Edward Lee's doing a lot of it now and, and, and good for him, he's, he's a good dude. He's in one of the documentaries as well. I think he's, he's in bourbon Tucky as well, but you know, I've, I've been doing a bourbon and food for 15 years, you know? Yeah. Um, can Kentucky? Can you dine in right now, or is it still shut down? It opened yeah, up like the weekend after we Oh, uh, because as funny as it sounds, I was looking at a car I might buy in Louisville in about a week or two, and if I do go to Louisville, then I will be stopping at your place. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Well, do you need a like a a, a co-pilot? A Absolutely. Co-pilot? Yeah. Of well, course. I'm actually thinking about doing the uh, Executive Bourbon Steward Program on February 12th, so I might have to stop there yeah. as well. So, so the uh, the other one is uh, Peggy No. Uh, doing the what fork, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Use with my bourbon. Fork, what fork do you use with your bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Yeah, that's Peggy's, a, Peggy's good people. She's yeah. definitely good. And, and, the, and, the, and the girl that wrote that with her, the woman, uh, uh, she's, she's oh, a big good. fan as well. Um, Susan, Susan Regler. Didn't she write that with her? I think. Yeah. Susan Regler. Yep. She was the uh, co-writer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They're all, they're all good. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a cool community to be in. I mean, and we were accepted. Like very close knit, you know. You know, I, I can remember uh, Jim Rutledge. Just, you know, buy. I was buying a bunch of barrels from him, and and he did a class as well. And I was always piping up, and you know, he Jim Rutledge never never liked me at all because he's like. You know, I'm just kind of this younger kid who just happened to love bourbon, knew a lot about it. And and finally, the last day of his class I took, um, he did a 10 blind drinks. He got to do that at a college class, 10 blind sips. Sign me up for that class. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool class. And, and I always aggravated him up until that point, I think, but. You know, I kept saying, well, what do we win? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, just, you know, pipe down, you know. <laughs> just pipe down. <laughs> I was way ahead, of, you know, I was way ahead of everybody in the class because I had already done my, you know, I'd already had the restaurant and whatever. Yeah. Overachiever. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're sipping these 10 and it's all quiet. It's all quiet. And I pipe up. I said, I know number five is yours. <laughs> it's your whiskey. Like he had stuff. He had like Jack Daniels. He had all the, kinds of four shit. roses or what was it? Is that what it was, or it, it was his? It was his four roses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I picked it out of out of ten blind, and That's I said, impressive. "I know number five years." And at that point, it's like the Grinch. Like I, I gained his respect at that point. <laughs> That's awesome. And, That's a that grew ten times. <laughs> yeah, we're. I mean, we're still we're we're great friends to this day. That's a really cool story. That well, it's is like Greg Metz. He started with Seagram as well, so it's uh, yeah. He got his master distiller in nineteen ninety four. So kind of, kind of along those lines, 
Um, I like to ask uh, whether it's, you know, the owners of the, the master distillers themselves, what other distilleries are your favorites or whether it's a single bottle or a distillery that you're just also in love with. Yeah. Like or what's just, in your home bar that you're drinking. That's not yours. Yeah. 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 Or, or just, um, you know, good people that you're like, Hey, you know, I like them a lot. They do good stuff as well. You know, there, there's nothing bad to say about anybody in this business. And, and that's, and that's being honest. That's not, that's not, that's not pulling any punches. I mean, I, everybody in this business is, is, is just kind of laid back and cool. Uh, I guess, you know, one of the smaller people might not know about their getting out there is peerless. Yeah. Uh, those guys, you know, those guys are unreal, you know, uh, self-made man. I mean, Corky's a, I knew him before he had his distillery. Just, he's a good dude, man. Um, Drew down at, you know, Willett, everybody knows Willett. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I mean, you can, you can go on and on and, and, and talk about what great people are in the business. So and, rephrasing, you have amazing guests over like, David Chang and Julian, <laughs> and, and you decide not to blow them off. You know, I'm a terrible host. <laughs> <laughs> what bourbon are you pulling out? Like you have us, okay. you, know, you have the bourbon hunters on, on you know, stopping by. For us, for us, for us, for Julian yeah. and David, what are you pulling out? Well, what happens is we'll, we'll drink in the bar for a little bit and then, and then we'll go upstairs to the office and, 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 uh, like I said, I still have stuff from Prohibition and, and whatever. Um, That's so cool. Do you have any medicinal bourbons? What's that? Do you have any medicinal bourbons? Yeah, definitely. Do you? Oh, uh, wow. That's cool. And, and drag, you know, what's crazy is I, I'm a collector, but I, I don't, I collect. But you drink. But I'm not a collector, you know, because I, if I had the whiskeys I drank, yeah. it, it, I'd be a millionaire. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've drank so many prohibition whiskeys that are just that's crazy. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything with them either. I'd drink them. I mean, I've got what do I have? Like, I sent two hundred and sixty bottles, it's, and I bet you it's a shitload. I didn't go all the way minus through. Minus the duplicates, they're all open. I've, I've opened them all. I mean, I know everybody knows Minnick and and what he's written, and and Minnick and I have known each other for a long time. And uh, if you ask him where he drank the infamous Old Crow chest piece, it was with me. Yeah, the first time he ever had it because I said, dude. You've got to have this. Yeah, I drank it with Julian. I drank it with. Uh, I drank it with uh, Jimmy Russell. Gosh, that's so cool. That's such a cool. Yeah, so cool. You know, I, mean, I was I was the dude to put the chess piece on on the freaking map because <laughs> What's I funny? bought one. I'll the first one I bought was five hundred bucks, and now they're going for like thirty thousand dollars. Oh my Jeez, god! And just drank it. Just gave it. Just gave it away and drank it. Good and loved who cares that's right, what it's for right. like you said it's it brings people hey, together you drink it you i bet you have amazing memories from that as well right. you know what i mean like thirty thousand dollars wouldn't pay for that no exactly <laughs> there's something to <laughs> be said up, though tyler, about that there really is differently tyler's the flipper of our group he would flip anything he could. no i wouldn't no Liar. i wouldn't there's i mean there's a couple well i'm well i'm poor so there's a couple <laughs> you know if i ever got some like uh um, your baby poor now 
OFC, yeah. OFC. That that would be for be some idiot to, to purchase. But when you're on your yeah. deathbed, right, right? You don't take that to the grave, right? You know what I mean? It's about those memories that you've had, those memories you created. So what's funny? Oh, really? if, I was on, if I was on my deathbed, I'd be like, "Hey, wife, sell this because it's going to pay for our funeral. <laughs> it's going to pay for my funeral." <laughs> so <laughs> what's funny is uh, Tyler and I have been into this for a couple years now. Uh, Brett as well he got he's really gotten into bourbon recently as well and, and he's blowing past us because of his damn schnoz but he went he's the only one of us that actually went to college in kentucky yeah and he wasn't really into bourbon at the time which is kind of funny so now well, he's now he's so that's where i got my first taste of bourbon was when i went to school i went to moorhead uh, moorhead state is where i went there in eastern kentucky and stuff and uh it was funny that you said makers and coke earlier because <laughs> the first bourbon i ever had was makers mark right because that was like the good yeah. shit that people brought out, you know, we'd when have you're these. In college, it is the good shit. We, I mean, it's not I was, bad now, yeah. but we'd have these fraternity alumni come in and stuff, and they're like, "I brought the good shit. I brought makers." You know what I mean? And we're all like, "Yeah, makers." You know, and I used to drink Ezra Brooks, the the old oh, Ezra Brooks, old Ezra right? Brooks, and it yeah. was like thirteen dollars a bottle, and I'm like, "That shit has a cork." Like I thought I was drinking <laughs> some like high class stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, I and you I mean, Mick Ultra, or no, no, yeah. not Mick Dark. That's a <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Amberbach and all that crap. Hey, and... whoa, whoa! You just keep it down about Amberbach. That's there's nothing wrong with Amberbach. Yeah, that was two thousand early two thousands. I went to school in two thousand. It's my freshman year, um, and yeah, I mean all those bourbons that you know we were paying nothing for. Evan Williams, I used to drink that one. So good yeah. memories. It's all great memories no, for is. me. It's actually on on the uh, the the um, you know, whatever it is, the advisory board, not an advisory board, but it was a, a focus group on the, when makers, you know, Bill's like, we're never going to do anything but makers. We're not, that's all we're going to do. Yeah. And they, they said that for years and years and years and years. And I was on a focus group. I was like, and I was talking to his right hand lady, who was Jane at the time. She was like, I was like, you got to come out, out with a barrel strength. I said that the bourbon world is coming up around you. Mm-hmm. Makers is an ent- entry level bourbon, and you've got to do something. You have to do something, or you're going to get swallowed up. And that's when they came out with the first thing they came out with. Uh, it, I don't know if it was 46 or the barrel strength. I think I the think barrel the barrel strength, strength was, was first. first. Yeah, then the 46. Then 40, yeah. 46 was right after that because it was the, so, the lady that came in. I, uh, what's her name? Um, she's the one who came in and, and did the. Uh, 46 she was behind part of that um with uh Jane. the son what's his name um i, I can't remember ah, yeah rob. But, rob yeah yeah thank you um but it, that's jason that's something that makes bourbon or just rise in general so unique and it's one of the things that we personally love like i probably geek out some of the more geek out over some of the more rare bourbons than those two do but we all love single barrel stuff yes absolutely you know and barrel um, picks and stuff yeah you know like we could we could buy the same thing and and it's a different barrel pick and we have five different barrel picks that's what we love we want to be able to taste a difference but a but a similarity between four different bottles and that that you know that tickles our feather well, I think, like I said, that, are you an eighty-year-old grandma? What are you? And that wasn't even the right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why I said it. I knew you. I think that. tickles are fancy. <laughs> tickles are. Fancy. He's actually trying to relate with me because I'm so old. I guess. Listen, you're not that. I don't know how old you are, but you're not that much older than I am. No, I'm probably not. This, <laughs> this, this, I just ate this, like a fine wine. 
<laughs> I'm probably not. That's good. <laughs> This head has wore out three bodies. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. Oh, I was like, he said he he said he graduated. Brett said he graduated in, in 2000. I was like, I was locked up, laid, and shot at before you were born. <laughs> I was I was uh, settling my first divorce at that time. Well, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're from Ohio, so I mean, it doesn't have to be that old to do that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Michigan. Michigan again. Hey, the I better states. You, Tiger. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, we've been on for almost over an hour and a half. Yeah, well, yeah, almost yeah. an hour and a half. Um, I could sit here and talk for the rest of the evening, but I know my wife upstairs probably wouldn't be happy with that. <laughs> but uh, um, so I really, really am glad you guys reached out. Um, I love this toasted barrel. Full transparency. Yeah. We were sent these samples, but that never affects the way we review them. Um, to finish the show, we usually like to talk about whether we would do a uh, uh, pass, shelf, or hunt. That's our rating system because we're the bourbon hunters. Um, for me, I, I mean, the interesting part about this is I'd never even, until they reached out to us, I hadn't really heard of this because it's not available in Ohio. Um, yeah. So, I mean. That's, yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that to me was interesting, and I didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. I had no idea, so I was I was actually worried. I was like, "Is this stuff going to suck, or, right. or what?" I mean, I had no idea. Um, and you know, then I once I got reached out to, I looked it up, and it sounded really interesting. I was like, "Well, shoot, let's do it." And I'm glad we did because I've really enjoyed all three of these for different reasons. The toasted barrel was my favorite. Um, yeah, just because, that's an easy, like easy favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I think toasted barrels for me just always seem to to jump out. Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing with Elijah Craig. Same thing with the Mictors. I, yes. I just I yeah. love it. Um, but all three of them. I think um, next time I come down to Kentucky, unless it's in Ohio by that time, I I'm definitely going to be looking for these for yeah. sure. So. I th- I think if it was a brand that was in Ohio on a on a regular braces basis, braces. Um, he's drunk. He is braces. Drunk, I, I might be drunk. Um, <laughs> the, like, you know the, the normal two the, the normal two rise I would shelf and and the toasted barrel I would hunt. Um, so that's a phenomenal. Yeah, that's a phenomenal. Yeah. Shelf means we pass by it on the shelf. We would pick it up. You know, but we're not going to go out of our way to grab it. Um, and then the hunt is, you know, kind of what it sounds like we would go looking for it. So I I think that's probably the same for me. I would shelf the first two. I would pick it up if I saw it, like if it was available, but the, the toasted barrel, if I'm in Kentucky, I'm going to be looking for it for sure. Yeah. And I was going to say the exact same. I'm going to hunt this shit out of this toasted barrel. You said the fall. So (laughs) and full disclosure, they're all good. Right. Right. You know, I, I'm just not a huge rye guy, but that toasted barrel, I would, I would drink any. I would hunt that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it with the toasted barrel. Cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the and, and, and being as you guys are bourbon hunters, uh, and we're we're doing rise. That's fine. So I'm gonna take the the toasted barrel hunt as is like a gold medal. I'm gonna yeah, take that. absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, and, and listen, if you're a rye person, I think you would probably love all of these. All of them, yeah. I mean, I like them all. I'm just again, for me, it's a it, it, the the reason I like the B better than the A was because it it drank like a bourbon. I'm yeah. still in that mode where. I haven't expanded my palate enough. I'm not a huge Scotch guy, especially the Islays. I'm just not. A, I don't like them. They're too, they taste <laughs> like a Band Aid tin. You know what I'm talking about. You, you're you and he I made are the, the face. <laughs> well, I mean, at our age, we full of dirt with Band Aids in it. Yeah. So, like, you remember the old Band Aid tins, right? I mean, yeah, we had those too. Even though you think I'm much younger than you, you're not that much younger than me. Nice right. try. 
you're 40 next year. Right. Or this year, Th- this this year, year. I'm 40. So, yes. I'm, I'm young. Yes. yes. You're we young, We don't Tyler. even talk to you about this kind of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, I, I don't like the scotches. I mean, uh, but the ryes are growing on me. Uh, but I still, I love the, the bourbons. I The fact that mm-hmm. you can get so much, you know, whether it's a weeded or a rye-based bourbon and you or four grain or whatever... You get so much complexity just based on age, just based on where it's in the in the warehouse. Well, the, not to mention the, the barrels that we talked about earlier, right. like where you know they did that um, single was a single oak project at Buffalo Trace, yeah, right. And they came up with 192 variables for just like the barrel itself, right? I mean, just craziness. And not that you couldn't do that with rye too. I'm sure you can. Oh, but absolutely. It, but it seems like. Well, I think I think maybe maybe um, once we get our once we get our bourbons going that. Um, We'll come back and talk about bourbons. Well, yeah, we'll sample those oh, yeah. when uh, yeah. you send those. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do that in the restaurant. And come oh, have yeah. Some food and have some bourbon with it. I want some four-star food in a three-star restaurant because that three is my three favorite. Three, oh, three and a half. A three and a half-star joint. <laughs> don't say the I restaurant. I don't want to cut you that half-star. Yeah. And it wasn't the restaurant. It was the joint. It was the joint. Half. Yeah. The joint, for sure. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I'm so glad you came on. Like, honestly... Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No, this yeah. has been great too. Like yeah, this has I passed this so stuff. easily this time. It didn't feel forced or anything. I just, I very much enjoyed talking to you. Right. And the, and the information yeah. we got, just the, the, the process, the history, all of that stuff. I think that's great. And that's the type of stuff that makes me just want to support a company and support a, you know, a distillery or a, or a, you know, a brand because yeah. that's the type of stuff that I love. That's what bourbon's all about for me is that history, that nostalgia, all that stuff. So yeah, for sure. And I know this is rye, but yeah. I mean. uh, you know, like I said, I, this is a, a step in, in, in the direction. It's going to have an end goal, but I've been a bourbon guy up until now, yeah, you know, and, and, and we'll be, like I said, the end goal is bourbon and my whole deal is bourbon and uh, I love it. And, and it's cool to spend time with, with people who appreciate it as well. You know, I, it's just, it, I'm such a geek about it that, uh, you know, you never growing up, you're like, what am I going to do for my life? You know, I'm sure I like running a business. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to do bourbon? You know? Right. And by you the know, way, you, I have you know, not mentioned it yet, but I love, I love the goatee. Like that is outstanding, by the way. <laughs> Well, I'm a persona now, so I. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It's on the website, so it looks like, good on the website yeah, the too. Website, it looks, yeah, you've got the outfit, and it's it, very dapper, yeah. dapper Dan there. Oh, dapper, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> You're so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think this is probably as good of a, a point to wrap it up as yeah. any. Uh, thank you for having uh, or joining yeah. us. I should say we are the Bourbon Hunters. You can find us on Instagram at the Bourbon Hunters. Um, so Jason, tell us where you can find you at social media and uh, obviously yeah, you, can find, you can find, uh, Bourbon's Bistro Buzzards Roost, uh, separate deals. You can find them on all the media platforms. I myself do Instagram only, and I am the Bourbon Redneck. Oh, I'm oh like I should have mad that already. That just for the right. <laughs> I like it. Now um, there's some cool photos on there and whatever. And I, shouldn't be drinking when I put shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just can't help it, right? So sometimes you just can't help it. Where do you find your whiskey? Like, I know it's in Kentucky, but is there any specific right. outlets or any specific we're, retailers? We're all about the small guys. We're, we're in a lot of the small uh, 
uh, independent guys because you know that's what we're about. But but also the the, the big guys help us out. We're in we're in uh, we're in Total Wine. We're okay. in uh, a party party mart or party source. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, party uh, source. We go there. Yeah. Yeah, liquor barn. Yep. Liquor barn. And we're in some Kroger's. Uh, so we're still hitting. Uh, we're still trying to. You know, we're still growing the brand, trying to get in spots in Kentucky as, as well. So okay, well, but we're in, we're like in a couple of all the big boys and and and, and a I'm lot of the you sell at your restaurant as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, definitely. so we're gonna have to just uh, come down yeah. there and have an evening, eat some food, some four star food, and uh, some good whiskey and bourbon. So make guys, sure thanks for having day. me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you for sending us the Absolutely. samples. Absolutely, thank this you so much. definitely fun and informative. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next Take week. Care. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. 